Hello, Broken Arrow with City Manager Michael Spurgeon. I'm Communications Director Aaron McCulloch, and this is the City Council Rewind, a new, fresh video to recap the meetings of the city's governing bodies. Mr. Spurgeon, City Council highlights are out. City Council Rewind is in. Let's share your thoughts. Why are we changing this up a little bit for the community? Well, let me just say that I'm really super excited that we're making this pivot into or transition into a new form of way we're going to communicate what happened at our uh, city council meetings. You know, for the last almost eight years now, we've done city council highlights, and this is just going to be a more, uh, I would say, personal conversation talking about three or four topics from the meeting that we could share with our, our listeners and or our citizens in the video about what happened at the council meeting, what actions the city council members uh, took at the meeting or, or plan to take at a future meeting. And I think it's just going to be a way, uh, just another way to um, educate further our citizens about what's happening with the city council and with the decision they make on their behalf. You mentioned the topics. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So Assistant City Manager Kenny Schwab made a presentation to the City Council about the uh, Oklahoma Department of Transportation notifying us that the Broken Arrow Expressway uh, corridor study is going to be on their eight-year plan. What does this mean? We've had a series of meetings led by Assistant City Manager Kenny Schwab on how we would go about getting added to the eight-year plan. And I'm very pleased to say is that they've indicated to us uh, that we're moving that right direction, which is, would essentially mean that they would provide probably 80 to 90 percent of the funding necessary to be able to complete the improvements that would eventually be approved by the city council. And I guess the thing to really think about here is patience is key because this is an eight-year plan. It signifies their intent to do something, but this isn't going to be starting anytime soon as far as construction or the improvements or anything. No, we all want the improvements to be made tomorrow, and I, I understand that, but it is going to take it could take up to eight years before they actually start construction. So we're looking at a project, total project, of, it could be 40 to $60 million based on what the final design of all the improvements would be. I couldn't be happier with, um, with the efforts of our team to, to secure that. The efforts of um, State Representative Ross Ford has been very helpful. And I know that he and the other legislators are going to try to work to make sure that it happens before eight years. Something else you're excited about and staying with that transportation theme is that the United States Department of Transportation awarded the city a $5.84 million raise grant. This is a planning grant, and this stays right over there in that same vicinity with Broken Air Expressway North, South. It's all about reconnection. Talk to me about this. We got a $5.4 million planning grant to give us the funding that we need to hire uh, the right consultant to come in and to look at this corridor, which really runs from about 41st and Olive all the way up to the Kenosha. So we're talking about a corridor. This is a big, big, big deal for Broken Arrow to receive those kind of federal dollars back to our community, which are so important. And I couldn't be excited about putting the two together. And I, I need to send a shout out to NCOG and Rich Briere and his team because they were very helpful in giving us the parameters in terms of what they thought would be a really good application to submit to the federal government. And we're very blessed to say that we've received that grant and the planning will start later this year. Really exciting time. Let's get into some ordinances sure. that uh, City Council adopted on July 17th. The first one is the noise ordinance. It limits construction noise from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Friday and Saturday. And then they made an exception for the Rose District and New Orleans Square, some entertainment districts. Why was it important to make those exceptions for them? Well, just like every other community, the, the residents in Broken Arrow would like their peace and good order. 
obviously the Rose District is, is an entertainment area, and we're starting to see a lot more opportunities for inter entertainment, and we anticipate the same thing's going to happen at New Orleans Square over time, so we wanted to make sure that it was clear in those areas that we you, you could be, uh, you could be um, basically playing music a little bit longer in order to um, to accommodate those folks that are down here wanting to listen to some to some live or some real good music. That's fantastic. Life Ride, emergency medical services. So they passed the ordinance last night that essentially removes the opt-out provision. This is gonna be a mandatory yes. fee that'll appear on customers' monthly utility bills. Why mandatory? We had extremely high participation when it first started, even though it was, you could opt in or opt out on an annual basis. And slowly over the last eight years, uh, we've seen that high participation being in the way up in the high 90s down to less than 70%. And the demand for Broken Arrow Fire Department and providing EMS service has not stopped. In fact, uh, I think the statistically last year, the chief uh, advised me that I think 78 to 80 percent of all the calls that the Broken Arrow Fire Department mm -hmm. makes on an annual basis, at least for last year, was EMS related. And so that's a very, very important service. In fact, that level of service is probably the best in the state of Oklahoma, in, in my opinion. And it's it's a very important element of quality of life. So that $6.45 monthly fee will be effective October 1st, 2023, yes. and be reflective on the November utility bill. Yes. I'm going to be sending out a letter to all of those customers that are currently not on LifeRide, letting them know that uh, they will, it will be essentially no, no longer be an opt-out provision. And so they'll be getting notice probably by Labor Day of the fact that we're going to, to start the uh, make the change and be effective this fall. And then we'll do some messaging thereafter just to keep people in the loop. Yes. Uh, the last ordinance, high visibility safety apparel for solicitors, panhandlers. Let's talk about this. This has safety ramifications for, uh, for citizens who are driving and for those who are, who are in the right-of-ways uh, panhandling and asking for money. Why, do, why was this so important? It is important uh, to those that are driving and our citizens. And I'll just, to be honest with you, because sometimes people wonder what the genesis is of how something came about. Uh, the mayor and council and I have received, um, I would say, I, I would say dozens of phone calls, uh, communications, personal contacts with people expressing their concern and, and really dislike for panhandling. And in the eight years I've been here, it happened has happened periodically, but within the last year, it's been pretty consistent. And the residents are concerned. Number one, um, they don't like to be approached about to basically to be asked if they'd like to give money. The Supreme Court has made it very clear that panhandling is a protected uh, part of uh, basically first the First Amendment rights of free speech. Uh, whether we whether you agree with it or not, they have they have a tested right to be able to do that. So we have a responsibility to make sure that it's done in a safe manner, and in such a way that it doesn't create a problem for the person that's panhandling. Number one, and secondly, for those people that are driving through the area, those people that uh, choose to panhandle uh, have to wear what I call a road guard or a reflective vest um, if they're going to panhandle within our city. So, uh, assistant city manager. Uh, Norm Stevens and the chief of police, Brandon Berryhill, have, dis have discussed, you know, how to go forward with operations. And so all of our shift commanders and police officers are, will be made aware of the ordinance went into effect. And they will begin the process when they actually, when they're doing their patrols throughout the community, if they see someone that's panhandling that doesn't have a vest, they're going to make contact with that individual or individuals. And they're going to let them know that they need to secure a road guard or, or a reflective vest 
that meets our expectations that's in the ordinance. And they have to wear that if they're going to panhandle in our community. If they choose not to, then they could be subject to getting a, a ticket to come to municipal court and explain to the judge why they're in violation of the code. If you want to know any more information about the meetings, any of the items that were on there, the presentations, videos, you can go to our website and uh, just click on the agendas and minutes tab there on the website and you can get that information. Our next meeting is Monday, July 31st. And it is Monday, not Tuesday, because of National Night Out on August 1st. So I wanted to make that, uh, make that note. Thank you for all you're doing, and I'll close with my uh, saying that I always do is that, you know, I look forward to seeing everybody around town, and remember, Broken Arrow is the city where opportunity lives. Thank you for watching. This is a production of the City of Broken Arrow, the city where opportunity lives.